0: OG
1: On
0: you, Hey guys, welcome back to another Kikaida exciting stupendous spectacular toku-rific episode of fan Holes podcast toku thursdays hey what's up guys this is derek derek wc i'm going to be one of your hosts tonight but i am not alone i am here to talk about some android goodness with my good co-host why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight
1: hey this is justin
0: yeah, so we're continuing our, our chronological coverage of Android Kikaida, and we have made it to episode 20, which is titled Blue Water Scorpion, The Skull Weed Conspiracy. And of course, it's also titled on Wikipedia, The Ruthless Green Waterbug's Poison Plan! I, I kind of, I, I, I feel like we should stop and take issue because Yeah, I have issues it's, with it's, that. It's, it's blue, or it's green, or it's neither. I mean, it's kind of like a turquoise See looking blue and then on its chest it's a little green so i mean i guess i kind of get why there's a discrepancy but i also kind of don't because i kind of think of it as the blue scorpion you know not the green water bug but okay they
1: call it they call it a scorpion and it doesn't have a tail and i was like this looks more like some kind of water bug and then the alternate title from wikipedia says <laughs> water bug and i was like okay so I, someone messed up on the official subtitles right or, right I, right like ah that looks good enough, call it a scorpion, who cares?
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're supposed to be going to a local dispensary and getting some weed brownies or if skull weed is gonna kill <laughs> us. Like I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing or what, but the cold blooded blue water beetle skull plan is the Japanese title, right? So I mean again, water beetle, water bug, scorpion, blue, green. We don't know. But uh, we open on a reservoir where the Chief and his subordinate comment on how precious drinking water is. Then Blue Scorpion, Blue Water Scorpion, jumps out and claims the facility in the name of the Dark Destructoid Empire. He then launches the horns attached by chains from his head, calling the move the Sickle and Chain. The subordinate, who I think I don't know what you think about this, but for a minute there, I was like, he could almost be a twin for Hattori Hanpei, Like, cause he looked like basically like the same guy to me is totally choked out, while the Chief tries to remove the chains, choking the life out of his co-worker. Blue Water Scorpion smacks the Chief onto the rocky ground and threatens to break his leg bonds by stepping on them. As the Chief is dumped into the reservoir, the subordinate cries out for help just before Blue Water Scorpion stabs the man with his claws. Blue Water Scorpion's claws are tipped with Skull Seaweed Poison, called the Water Scorpion Poison. So that's, that's how we're introduced to the big bad in this episode. I mean, visually, we, we've kind of discussed it a little bit. There's some confusion over whether he's a water scorpion or a water beetle or a water bug. But I I, I do like his look, you know, like I, I, I think it's kind of cool looking, right? Like, I, I don't know what you think about it.
1: It's fine. I think I was just more like hung up on, like, what it, what exactly is this? Is it a scorpion? Is what it a water bug? are you, dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yukio Mihashi of the Mishima Kinjaki labored under the bulky, dark, destructoid costume for the bitter blue water beetle.
0: Yeah, and then and then there's, like, this... Uh, I, I, I was looking at my old notes because I think we brought this up before, but I just threw it in again because there's this android kikaida the novel thing or whatever and like they they had this note about how you know i think the last time we talked about uh blue buffalo i think or something like that and and then i just kind of transposed, but basically like blue water scorpion appears alongside blue buffalo and blues kong which would lend credence like that's why they're all the blue guys cuz all three of them are blue right they're the blue colored trio and they test Hakaida's capability and he ends up destroying them all with the Hakaida shot so he's he's thrown in so that's that's the only i don't know kind of outside I think it's a manga. I mean, I don't, I've don't. i never even, I don't think I've read it. You know what I mean? Like, it came out, like, a- around the same time as the, the 2014 remake. So I don't know too much about it. But, you know, I, I, I guess that's, you know, a bit in there or whatever. So, uh, but I mean, as far as the actual official, you know, Akikaida manga, you know, that sometimes I reference if there's something to reference. Like, again, I think we're at a point where, you know, there, as far as i know i mean i just kind of briefly went through my my notes again or at least i did a quick search you know where i was like is there any reference to beetles or water scorpions or what you know whatever the hell and and there's not so i don't i don't think this is based on anything that specifically came out of the manga. Continuing with the episode, other employees at the reservoir begin to notice, to their horror, that the precious drinking water has turned green! So maybe that's where the the green part of the water beetle comes into it. As they race to shut down the pumps and report the anomaly to their chief, Blue Water Scorpion ambushes the workers. He attacks them using his Water Scorpion Smoke, which is some kind of blue, toxic mist that either knocks them out or kills them, like we don't really they know. Luckily, Jiro comes across the limping and wounded chief in his sidecar. The chief begs Jiro to take action, and Jiro starts by taking a sample of the now green drinking water. He opens up his chest, and his mechanical parts begin an analysis of the corrupted liquid. In the end, he advises the chief that the drinking water now contains skullweed poison. So I guess it's not the good dispensary weed kind of skull weed it's the bad kind that's going to kill you eventually jiro tells the chief to work on finding an antidote i kind of thought that was weird right like he's like he analyzes it and he's like hey you find an antidote like why i mean i get he's the chief of the reservoir but like what are his skills and or credentials to other than like for the plot to 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 create an antidote, like, did you think that was weird, or is that just me?
1: I didn't think it was weird at the time, but now that you kind of like bring it up, I mean, I, 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 guess because how did Jiro know, like, he could do any of that stuff, and he just runs right. off it, to like it, the it, next it, thing? It yeah. it just
0: seems like, dude, fix this. I gotta go do things. do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like what? Like what? What if he was just like, dude, I just, I, I just. I'm just middle management. I just tell other people <laughs> what to do. I can't make an antidote. Like, what, what if that was... I mean, luckily it's not, right? But I, 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 I did find that kind of uh, amusing
1: or whatever. Playing really asked anyone. The Reservoir Foreman is the late Hiroshi Unuyama, who got his break in 1962 appearing in the TBS series The Judo Generation. The next year, he was featured as Detective Shimada in Akira Kurosawa's High and Low. After this role, he primarily appeared in high-profile television productions such as NHK's Taiga drama the Blazing grass Fields, Toei's Zenigata Heiji, The Bodyguards, and The Grill Set. Unayama also guest starred as Dr. Goro Yamagata in episode 15 of Takeda 01. Thank
0: so Perhaps we have something to look forward to.
1: If we ever get there, 12 years from now, maybe. Yes, yes. He appeared twice on Secret Task Force Goringer as Professor Koto in episode 11 and 70. By the 1980s, Unayama found it difficult to get work and was reduced to appearing in Ikatsu's Pink Aiga? Yeah, Pink yeah, Aiga. I think it's an Aiga. Think. Erotica. Yeah. I'm familiar with those. Uh, don't ask me why. He committed suicide, <laughs> he committed suicide in 1984. Please.
0: Yeah. So so I was I because I was looking at that and I'm like, so, sometimes I don't know anything about this stuff. And sometimes yeah. I I read, you know, when, when we when we read these factoids, like sometimes it makes me wish it was easy to, you know, like if you had curiosity about it. Because I think I think for me, like I I haven't seen all of Go Ranger, but I'm 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 almost positive I've seen episode 11. At I some have point, too. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, and I'm almost positive I have not seen episode 70 because I know I haven't watched it for that long, right? Like, I know I know I, I sampled some of Go Ranger, but I know I've never seen the whole series or whatever. And I, obviously I've seen Kikaida 01 by this point, but w- whether I remember Dr. Goro Yamagata, like, I mean, it doesn't ring any bells for me, right? Like, it's like, it's almost like I'd have to make a note of this note. And then when we, if we ever... Watch Kikaida Zero One and cover it on the show or something like that. Then I'd have to go back and like rewatch this and be like, oh, that's the same guy or whatever. But like sometimes, like some of these other films, like I get curious about and wish they were like I don't know what the hell the Gorilla Seven is, but it sounds cool, you know? Like I but I don't know what it is, right? Like so,
1: it's just crazy how someone's career can go. I mean, he goes from working with Gorilla sabato to doing Pink Eye, I guess. So it's like you never yeah. know how your career is gonna turn out. I guess.
0: Well, I'm, I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, that's one of those things. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've had discussions with you about this in private, but it's like, there's that shit where you're, you're only as good as the last fucking thing you've ever done, you know, type thing, you know? And it's like, it's like that, that kind of stuff is, uh, I think sucks, right? Like, cause it's like, you're, you're like, you, you, you work really hard. You bust your ass. Like you're saying, you're like, dude, he, dude worked with Kurosawa, right? Like, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, you know, how big a role detective, Shimada was in in that you know film or whatever or series or whatever it is but you're you're like still you know who you know who Kurosawa is you know it's a big deal right and then the the other thing too is you know I I don't know is is that I mean to to us as a western consumer of you know Japanese pop culture or whatever right if if you said at the outset that this track record happened to an American star right it it would be just as tragic if their lives ended in suicide. But I, I guess what I'm wondering is like is is softcore erotica like viewed as, I mean, I feel like it's not, right? or is it? I mean, like to me, I, like if if this was like in other words, it, it basically, to me, it makes me think of like, okay, not not that Dustin Diamond worked with Curacao or something. but it's like to me, it's like screech, right? Screech was on Saved by the Bell for years and years and years. And yes, he's screech. but I mean, that was that was a level of, you know network television, you know, uh, you know not viewed as, you know, necessarily prime time or that he was the greatest TV star that ever lived. but everybody knew who he was. He, and it was on a quote unquote, respectable, you know network and 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 show, you know, made for kids or teens or whatever right and that was that but then you jump to like you know uh his later years right and 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 he also ended in tragedy right like he passed away and died and all that other stuff right but the the point is in between that time right i think he was like making porn with midgets or some shit like there was some screech porn that everybody was supposed to go out and click on the internet and fucking watch or whatever and that that's that thing of like oh not not that him being screech was like you know, King shit or whatever. But it's like that, that, that's that thing, like how the high and mighty have fallen. And he went from being, you know, screech to being the dude who did midget porn. Cause that's how he was paying the bills. And so that's, and then, you know what? And then he died. Right. And so that's supposed to be like, and, and I think for some reason this came up again, I think it was on the, I was watching the red letter media thing. Uh, maybe it was about the, it, w- it was the Friday, the 13th shit. Right. And they were talking about the what's his face fought with Screech in the ring or whatever, because he was in one of the, the Friday the 13th movies or whatever. And so the same thing, like that dog and pony show of like, oh, it's just a couple nerd guys, you know, from different TV shows that have basically their stars have been tarnished and they've fallen out of favor. So the only way they can make money is they make this big event going like, look at these 40 year old, you know, geek you know tv stars that are going to box the shit out of each other or whatever. So again, I guess my my I guess my question is like or at least my point of discussion is like do you think this uh this softcore erotica stuff in Japan like do you think that's just as bad like going from Kurosawa to that or 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 is it also the same thing of he went from Kurosawa to Go Ranger like is there some kind of hmm. you know like you know, in other words, like like imagine if Dustin Diamond had worked with, uh, you know, Scorsese or something. It's not, you know what I mean? Like like and then and then he did say Do You know what I mean? And then he did porn. And then he did the stupid boxing ring thing. And then he died. You know what I mean? Like to to, to me, from an American perspective, that's that's a downward trajectory the whole way. But I don't know. I don't know if in you know, Japanese society, like, you know, like, I, I guess, you know, again, I don't know how I came across this, Justin. But, you know, <laughs> there's there's plenty of there's plenty of uh, 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 folks that uh, I, I find super attractive that are on, you know, the common writer shows that do these uh, whatever these these w- what do they call them? Graveur idol, video, yes. you know, like these softcore kind of things where, you know, it's just chicks running around in TNA, and bikinis. It's TNA, yeah. It, Eating popsicles and doing suggestive shit yeah. without being like pornographic, right? And so you're like sitting there going, "Well, if you if you if you think uh, uh, you know wh- whoever it is is the hottest thing ever, it's like, yeah, of course, tons of guys probably pay for that and watch it and, and whatever. But is it looked like basically is it looked down upon? I I feel like the answer is no, right? Like just because Caragacia uh, or whatever and and go on, or, does some of those videos or even does like porn or something like that. Like, does that mean like, I, I, I guess I think in that example, she did porn first and then yes. did go on. Through. So that's like, that's like a different trajectory, right? like, is that, is that a step up? Like I, you know, like, I don't know if it is or isn't in that culture. Like, I I feel like, you know, coming at it from a Western perspective, it would seem like a step up, right? She doesn't, she doesn't have to do the porn. She's just doing like Sentai right now. Right. Like, so, but I don't, I don't know if, if that's how it's viewed or not over there.
1: I think you're right. Because my understanding is a lot of these actresses who are in Kamen Rider and Super Sentai, they usually put out like, if not some kind of video, they, they'll at least put out some kind of photo book of like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, tame like cheesecake stuff.
0: I mean it like, seems like that's just ex- expected, it's, right? It's
1: more it's like expected and it's more expected, I think. It's like okay, I, like okay, what am I gonna do? In a year I'm gonna be done with Sentai. So I need to like I need to have some stuff out there. I need a photo book. Maybe if I can sing I need to get like a single out there because mm, okay, you know, okay. a year from now I gotta keep I gotta keep, you know, paying the bills and I gotta I mean, get some I'm... stuff out there.
0: I guess, I guess it's all like, um, uh, perfect blue kind of in real life, right? They they have Mm. to go out there and be a, be an idol one way or the other, right? Like,
1: yeah,
0: but I wonder, I I, I guess, and, and that's, you know, that's almost, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I feel like that's almost exclusively, you know, female, right? Like what, what does this, like this guy, like he worked with, Kurosawa and then he went on to do some things with Toei and he went on to do some you know some stuff that we love right some some Kikaida some some Go Rangers some Sentai or whatever right but then th- then eventually like it's not like he could do a photo book it's not like dudes like go do a photo book after they do softcore or erotica or whatever I don't think so but I don't know, anyway. (laughs) Meanwhile, back to the episode, there is another near-miss encounter to torture the audience between the amnesiac Professor Kamoji and his children, Mitsuko and Masaru. They've looked everywhere, except for, of course, right fucking behind them, and they don't see that their father is right behind them. Masaru begins to cry, and then Mitsuko tells him, boys don't cry, Danny. Danny, boys can cry, but not out loud. Men don't cry. They only get stronger.
1: Father! Come
0: on now, brave men. Don't cry, you know.
1: I'm not crying. I won't cry. I won't. I promise I'll be strong, Father. Don't. Don't. Father! How do you feel, Father?
0: I'm all right. I won't die that easily. So Hatori Hanfei even sees Kamoji, but ignores him. Walking up some steps to bring his friends some. This is I had to debate. Like you, you can you can uh, you can tell me whether or not I'm right. But to me, it, it reminded me of masubi. But like I, I was like, is it, it it's plain masubi because there's no meat in it. And then I was like, is it onigiri because it's rice balls. But like but like it's fully wrapped like a like a spam masubi. Like that's what it looked like to me without. The spam. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever eaten anything like that or whatever, but it, it no. just made me hungry and, and, uh, <laughs> You know, whatever. And and then when the trio get thirsty, they realize, of course, that this the you know the local water has been turned off because it's got all this green poison water in it or whatever. As Dark celebrates their triumph, the chief continues to search for an antidote. Luckily he's qualified to do so. Hatori discerns that the water has likely been shut off when Masaru gets some green water to come from a nearby fountain. The chief and his son Ipe rush to tell them not to drink the poisoned water. However, the chief has discovered that Angel Grass is the antidote. It's all about the weed and the grass in this episode, huh? Before they can help, the chief, Blue Water Scorpion, jumps out of the shrubbery to attack! Even though they run, they are surrounded by dark destructoid troops and their spears, like literally a spear prison because they chunk them all around them. Just when Blue Water Scorpion threatens to kill them all, we can just make out the cherry red guitar of justice Standing atop, literally, the tallest tree in the forest, Jiro plays on. Jiro then leaps off the tree and fights the Dark Agents. He stabs one with his own spear and another in the back, that is after Masuku and Masaru. Kikaida deflects all spear attacks thrown his way. Blue Water Scorpion then tries to pop off Jiro's head with his claw, but Jiro breaks free instantly, changing into Android Kikaida. Kikaida wrestles with the "quote unquote" horns of death and swats away the "quote unquote" sickle and chain. Blue Water Scorpion retreats for the moment. Man, Jiro on that tree. Do you think? Do you think that was like? A stunt that, that I guess that was him right on a real tree like it looked like it was a super high tree I don't know
1: I don't know I wondered about that
0: like I wonder if you can fake that like somehow but I mean it looked I, I don't know if it, it was something that was it, it didn't look like it was uh you know imposed or what, what do they call it you know like when you like it, it's not like he, he, they shot it somewhere else and then just imposed his image on top of the tree but then again it's like that's kind of weird, right? Like like I guess I guess if it was real, right? Like you would probably use like tree climbing tools, right? Like wow. something where he had something where his feet were dug into the wood of that tree so he could do that, but you know, it's funny. Like I'm I go flying all the time. Like I'm not afraid of heights in that sense, but I mean, I remember like there was weird shit where like Uh, there were things i had to help with like on stage at some point and i think i did a favor i I don't know if it was for like it might have been for like college units or it might have just been a favor or something i can't remember what but there was some there was some stage production that one of the nuns was doing somewhere or whatever and and i I don't know, maybe I owed her one or it was for credits or whatever the deal was. But I, you know, normally I didn't do a lot of the stage managing or the, you know, the the kind of, uh, you know, running of stuff or whatever, I guess, like the the technical aspect of it. Like I didn't do that very often, but you had to do some of it, you know, as part of your your course or whatever. And I remember part of that was hanging lights. And it was this awkward thing where, I'm trying to describe it properly so I don't seem like I'm a pussy who is afraid of heights. But I, I, I was kind of nervous about it because it was it was a large stage and, and it was pretty high up. And the way you got up there was there was a ladder where it was kind of a traditional ladder where, you know, there are, you know, the two halves of the ladder. But then it was so high up that there was an extension on that ladder where it was a, you know, it was like one of the, you know, Otis climbing up the fricking hot air balloon, like single, single ladders. Do you know what I mean? Like, like going, going straight up out of that sort of triangular ladder or whatever. And so you, you, so you were, I don't know, must've been like 15 or 20 feet in the air or something like that. And, and I'd say like five of those feet was on that singular ladder, which was kind of rickety and not, you know what I mean? And then, on top of that, you've got like a 50-pound fucking light in your hands, you know, like that you're trying to fasten using tools to this this, uh, you know, uh, metal uh, you know, pole that's already, you know, it, it it was a theater it was built to hold lights, but we had to install more of them, basically and so, I guess my point in telling that story was, I was not super happy doing that. Like I did it. It was like, I was like Green Lantern. Like I was, I was afraid, but I used my willpower to like fake it and get through it or whatever and do, do what I had to do. But like, I was not happy doing that. And I guess my point is if, if I literally had to climb up on a tree with, uh, whether it was the tools or not like that high, like, I think I would be, uh, you know, I would have to fake it. Right. Like, I think I would not be super happy about that. So again, uh, Whether it's stunt guys or whatever's going on there, like balls of steel, if they actually went up on that giant, giant tree.
1: So at this point, they're just screwing with the audience about, you know, what's his name getting back together with his kids. Because I think I think if this had happened like a few episodes earlier, I would have been like infuriated. But the way it was like shot, like you can see them like back to back. I I just laughed at it. I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like it, it yeah, I whatever. guess I guess
0: that's the only thing you can do, right? You have to uh-huh. laugh at it cuz it's so freaking like ridiculous that they they're, they're passing ships in the night like and it's it's just it, it's almost like like it's an episode of Sesame Street where they're teaching somebody like the alphabet or something, you know, and it's just like B is for behind, you know, <laughs> it's like, then you show the dad behind, You're like, I don't know. Like, yeah, that, I guess that's the, that, that's the only way to logically react to it. You just have to chuckle and go like, oh, what a bunch of dunderheads that they don't realize that dad is like right behind them.
1: Due to the hectic pace of production and the extreme abuse of costumes and props, Kakaido was granted a new costume from Kaime Productions, starting with this episode to the tune of 30,000 Yen. Then equal to approximately one thousand seven hundred dollars. Today equal to two thousand seven hundred dollars. I
0: noticed and this, this was probably written like you know ten years ago, so it's probably like freaking three thousand five hundred <laughs> or four thousand by now. But
1: I didn't really notice it until like the final battle at the end. I was like, ooh, his costume looks really clean and shiny.
0: Nice, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I. Sometimes I'm shocked that, like, th- uh, you know what that tells me? Like, that's the opposite. Like, where, you know, like, I always tell the story about how when I went to the White House, there's a sign that says, like, no nunchucks. And you're like, you know what that means, bro? That means somebody tried to bring nunchucks into the White House. <laughs> and they specifically had to, like, put the sign uh, yeah. up that said, these are not allowed, right? And so what that means to me is, I mean, that must mean that there are some tokusatsu where poor bastard never got a new suit. Like, it's some it looks like fucking, you know, uh, Pigpen's uh, outfit or whatever <laughs> in, in Peanuts, right? And it's like it was brand new by episode one, but by episode fifty-two, it looked like fucking Tokusatsu Pigpen or some shit. You know what I mean? Like all a bunch of holes in it and busted-ass fucking costume or whatever. And I'm like, that's what that must mean. But I mean, I guess it's cool that they that they granted him another costume. But I I, I think that's kind of well one. Like, they, they say the extreme abuse, right? Because they were always fighting with them and they were always doing stunts with them, right? Because we always talk about how these guys are always, like, rolling down hills and throwing shit down and exploding it and all this other stuff. I can't, I don't know, what do you, what do you, like, I know this is funny to say, but, like, you know, like, it makes me think of the old John Wesley ship Flash show because I forget what the the dollar amount was, but, like, I remember his costume, like, that, that flash costume from that series in the nineties, like, like that was really expensive at the time. Like it was like super duper. Like I forget what it, what they quoted the costume is costing, but I remember just thinking to myself, Holy crap. Like that's, that's how much that costume is. Like, do you feel that way when you like, you're like, dude, that costume costs $1,700 for real? Like, or, or do you just kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's what it cost."
1: Honestly, I would have thought it was cheaper than that. I, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating it because I don't mean this to sound disparaging of Kakaida, because I do enjoy watching it. But to me, this is like a B B B-team or C-team oh, yeah. yeah. production. Like, it's not—clearly, You know, clearly they don't have, like, the resources of, like, Sentai or Kamen Rider. And those shows usually have, you know, they got— five backups or something just waiting like they've got the suit that's like okay this suit is just for like explosives like whenever like they're mm-hmm. going off behind you or you get like the sparks on the chest like oh he got a sword spot or he got you know he got hit by the sword in his chest and it's like this is the spot where the spark shot showed out like you got suits for that you got the suit that just goes into the water same thing for Godzilla suits which I mean that's apples and oranges right but you like you got the suits it's like they've kept the suits and they've upgraded them but it's like okay in this scene of like Terra Make Godzilla. It's like, oh, we've got a we've got a scene. We don't want to put our nice Godzilla suit in the water. Like, mm. oh, we've got this old suit from like Son of Godzilla. We'll put that in the water. Like, it doesn't matter. We're not gonna. We don't care about that suit. We got this nice one. We'll just throw that one in the water. So, like, I didn't expect the Kakata suit to cost that much. I guess. Like, here's what I was thinking though. This is only episode 20, and they've already beat the shit out of that costume. That they need another mm. one. I was like, man. Like, I guess I was underestimating the amount of abuse that suit has taken in the past like what 19 episodes they they had to get a new one
0: i mean i mean i i i think i'm always trying to point out in terms of like the the stunt guys that do all this stuff i mean it feels like like because just just because they got the shot doesn't mean that they took a couple falls or flubs Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. think about, like, when the stuff that they didn't quite get, like, where maybe they fell off the fucking truck and then the suit was damaged or had to be patched up or something like that. Like, you know what else I was wondering? What do you think? Because, y- you know what, you know, this is just my opinion, right? And I agree with you. I love Kakaida, right? So I'm not, again... We're not disparaging like, oh, this looks like cheap shit or whatever, right? That's not what we're trying to say. But it does look of a lesser quality than comparative things, right? That's all we're saying. And even within the costume itself, like, I've always felt like the body looks cheaper than the helmet. And so what I was wondering is how much of that 1700 do you think went into the helmet and how much do you think went into the little onesie that gets zipped up that's supposedly android parts but it's clearly like this little you know uh, uh you know kind of jumpsuit spandexy looking you know whatever it is
1: yeah you're probably right i bet most of that went to the helmet because of all the like you know the eyes they have to like match and the, the,
0: the little the little brain and the, the light brain up gizmos, shit right, yeah, right? match like, all like, stuff. like 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 that, I could understand Uh costing money, right? Like, so. So later, we catch up with our our boy Professor Gill, who is busy chastising Blue Water Scorpion for his retreat. However, Blue Water Scorpion displays the poisoned humans who drank the green water. They're mind-controlled to do Blue Water Scorpion's bidding, and when he tells the two of them to stab one another, they do so. However, Professor Gill is not impressed and demands that the green water flow be increased. Elsewhere, the chief is trying to cook up the angel grass for when the reservoir gates open. Jiro is en route to protect the chief from Blue Water Scorpion. Meanwhile, Blue Water Scorpion and his men carry more barrels of poison to dump in the reservoir. As Blue Water Scorpion and his men dump the poison into the reservoir, they notice the smoke from the chief's cookout of angel grass. As the chief Ready's his antidote we cut to commercial break imagine a podcast that celebrates the things we love why spend time being so angry and cynical about our fandoms join me the irredeemable shag for a show where we're just trying to be happy the once upon a geek podcast our discussions focus on a variety of geeky subjects that we're passionate about well, the topics will be ever-changing, our focus will be on science fiction, comic books, what it means to be a geek in this world, and other nostalgia-fueled ideas. Life is short. Focus on the positive. Find your joy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast, part of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. And we're back from commercial break, but before we keep going, I want to talk a little bit about what we just witnessed, basically or 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 that. I, I guess like this this is that that plot type of thing that breaks my brain on this show where I'm like, okay, what is their goal? Their goal is to poison water, right? what What's the end goal of poisoning water is to kill motherfuckers, right? Like, why, why would you poison water to mind control people to kill them, kill each other? If you could just fucking point, like, I don't understand, (laughs) like, either you're, like, like, you're poisoning somebody to kill them. That's it. That's it. You don't need, you don't need to poison them to mind control them so that they get commanded to, like, slaughter one another. Like, it's irrelevant. Like, just. Poison them all and kill them all. Like I don't I don't understand that at all.
1: Maybe, maybe the plan is, okay, let's let's imagine that I poison you with this uh skull weed grass or whatever. Okay. I'm like, okay, Derek, you will give me all of your money. You give okay. me all your money. Okay. And I'm like, I had your money. Now kill yourself.
0: Okay. That that's fair. And <laughs> and, and that's that's a reasonable semi no prize. The only thing I'm gonna argue with is he did not ask for their money before he had them slaughter each other. And, and and that's never brought up, like, like that somehow we're going to poison them, which mind controls them, which doesn't make any sense. Mind control and poisoning are two different things. Poison, by definition, means poison like doesn't mean you mind control them whatever i don't know maybe it's a translation issue i don't know and again thank god the chief has these credentials to do a little cookout in the middle of the forest to to make his own angel grass or whatever this antidote or whatever See, i
1: I thought he was like actually like uh, i don't know baking seaweed or something i was like oh Mm. he's making the I thought he was going to sit down and eat. And I was like, I was ready to get mad at him. I was like, dude, you don't have time to eat supper? Like, oh, you su-
0: you thought you thought he was baking himself like dinner in the yeah. middle of making... Yeah. No, you, you know what I thought at first? Like, because it's been a while since I watched this and I don't remember all the details. So I thought like he somehow had to heat up the antidote. But I thought he was going to like... Like, you know how they're busy just dumping the poison into the water? I thought like he was like, okay, I'm going to heat up this uh, angel grass and then right before they they re- open the the floodgates to the reservoir i'm going to dump in this hot burning angel grass into the the reservoir flow like it's somehow going to
1: wow
0: you, you, you know how like like Superman you know fights the 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 laser beam and like punches it back. like I just thought I thought the antidote, like the hot angel grass antidote somehow was gonna like punch back against the river of the <laughs> Gri- like basically, not the river itself, right? but like it's somehow gonna like basically if if you pass through my hot, angel grass antidote then it's going to negate the the effects of this green gunk that got into the water somehow but th- that isn't how it played out either like i thought the antidote was going to go directly into the the water somehow but i i don't know like like maybe antidote would be the right word then it would it would have been like a what, what do they call it like when it's like you know when in chemistry like when you when you introduce another element it diffuses like the effect or something. I don't know like like that's kind of what I thought was gonna happen but anyway, now we're back from the commercial break. And there's a bunch of angry Japanese Karens. That's the only way I can <laughs> describe them. And they're they're <laughs> blaming- they're blaming the little kid, the son, Ipe, and by proxy, his father, for the green poison water. And so Ipe's not having that shit. He runs off to prove his father is not to blame, you stupid fucking Japanese Karen's. And Mitsuku and Masaru intend to join him, but these Japanese Karen's instead hold them hostage. Then we hear a variation of the cherry red guitar of justice. Only it is not Jiro but Hatori Hanpei doing his best-wish version of the traditional Jiro entrance. Of course, when he jumps down to help, he ends up falling flat on his face. His guitar follows, booting him in the ass on the way down.
1: Enpei's imitation of Jiro's entrance is considered, by some, to be one of the funniest moments in tokusatsu history. I don't know about that, but it was pretty great.
0: Yeah, I don't know about tokusatsu history, but it it, it was funny. I laughed. I mean, it was was good. It it was a good moment. I mean, especially since he's been kind of... uh, you know, like, there, there have been those moments where he's been kind of questionable, but at least uh-huh. in this case, to me, this is, to me, the true essence of Hattori Hanpei. Like, he's he's a bumbler, He's he, he, he effed up, and the guitar hit him in the ass, but, like, his heart's it, it basically he's he's there to stand up for them against the angry karens right like that's to me when when it comes from a place of him having a good heart and then he fu- you know he fails or whatever like that always feels better to me because at least to me i'm like he's tr- it's not like it's not like he saw the angry karens and went oh and turned away and ran off and left them to be like you know kidnapped or whatever so i i i always prefer that like because to me it seems like it's it's funny but it also sort of I don't know, to me it, it just comes from a good good place. Unfortunately, Hatori Hanpei drinks the water to prove to the angry Japanese Karens that everything is fine and instead, go back to this weird plot point, is mind controlled and walks off in a trance. I guess that's part of the plot too, right? They have to explain why when Hatori drinks the water he doesn't just straight up get poisoned and die. But I guess they could have given him the antidote at some point, right? Like he could have been like, poisoned, and then they would have felt bad for him, and it would have proved to the Karens that everything wasn't fine, but maybe it wasn't necessarily their fault, or I don't know. Anyway, meanwhile, the Chief tries to release his antidote, but his wounded leg is getting in the way. He can't move all them barrels and everything. Then Professor Komoji stumbles onto the Chief's project and offers to help. The Chief's son, Ipe, is being chased by dark destructoids, and Juro follows Hanpei to see he's been drugged. Kamoji runs off like a little bitch, you think, when the Dark Destructoids show up following Ippe. Jiro slams his indestructible cherry red guitar into Blue Water Scorpion's head and proceeds to confront him. That's just my head because that guitar clearly must be indestructible if you're gonna slam it into the big bad's head. The chief passes out while he's trying to push this barrel of antidote out there, but Ipe, his son, continues to move the barrel with the antidote into position. As Jiro continues to fight, that damnable devil flute music plays to screw with both him and us. However, Jiro manages to toss two destructoid troops together, causing a mini explosion! Which I guess temporarily drowns out the devil flute so he can three, two, one, change into Android Kikaida. I'm just going to stop and say this is that. De- that's good enough, I think. That's, that, that's not as crazy as some of the other explanations of why the devil flute gets drowned out. I think it's good enough. What do yeah, you think?
1: I'll- I liked it. I thought I was like, okay. okay, what's he gonna do? And then boom, I was like, all right, that it looked cool and it worked for me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm putting this into the camp of I I approve of this <laughs> uh, this this method to drown out the devil flute. It doesn't seem like you know, it's not like he's like, dude, I just took some uh, I took some of this um, what are they calling it? I took some of the skull weed, man, and it like it totally drowned out. Devil flute man. Like it wasn't something weird like that. Like it, it makes sense to me. I I guess we'll get back to it. But I I really did think like oh man, Komochi's just running away. Like it, yeah. it was like it was like it seemed like he was gonna help and then he ran off and I was like what's up with that? Like it's like because it's like the minute he sees dark, he's kind of like like whatever and he turns the other way. So it did it does give you that. I don't know, for me, it gives me that kind of moment of, oh man, like, what? why Why is he, uh... I mean, I get he's amnesiac and I get he, he kind of d- knows that something is, uh, you know, he, he knows these guys are chasing him so he, he doesn't want to be caught by them, but at the same time, it just kind of felt like he, he was leaving these th- these guys in the lurch, sort of, or at least it, it came across that way. But as we continue the the uh, conclusion of the episode, the hypnotized Tatori Hanpei attacks Ipe Mitsuku and Masukuro, Saru rush in to help, Kikaida avoids scorpion smoke, breaks free of sickle and chain, and double chops. Komoji then returns and dumps the antidote into the reservoir heroically as Mitsuku clobbers Hitari in the water with a 2x4. Takaida does the giant swing, cutting off one of Blue Water Scorpion's horns, and then finishes him using the electric end. The dunk in the water snaps Hattori out of his hypnotized funk. Matsuko and Masaru suspect that their father has somehow helped the chief as Jiro rides off in his sidecar alone. So, yeah, so that's that's how it all wraps up. It's kind of no surprise how Kakaida takes out Blue Water Scorpion, right? I guess we weren't, you know, I don't know. It's a little, maybe it's a little convenient how just dumping Hattori into water undoes the poison, but I mean, I guess, or, or the, the, the mind control, I guess I should say, right? But. But I guess it works, right? And and again, I was happy to see that I was you know, my, my misconception of Kimoji running off. Like I thought he he was gonna run off for good, you know, and never never come back. Like I thought maybe it'd just be the chief and Ippe that, that execute the antidote. But I was happy to see that, that Kamoji came back to sort of finish the job, that the, the other two guys were you know, got it so far, but you know, he, he he got to I guess he's I guess he's cloud at the end of that Final Fantasy movie. You know, they they lift them all up and ji's cloud at the end to do the, the the ko at the end of that movie or whatever
1: I think I liked everything like after the commercial break like you know Atari doing his best Giro impersonation. Yep. like yep, that was yep, great yep. and then I know everything going around like like you said like I was like oh man Komoji like what a shit old... like come on be useful yeah and then don't you're just
0: like fucking leave these poor guys in the lurch and
1: then you're like oh he was useful he didn't run off okay that's great and then you know to kind of show down with blue scorpion water bug thing like that was cool i like that um it, yeah. it seemed it seemed like the devil flute ran longer than usual in this episode so i was kind of chuckling at myself i was like oh this is driving Derek crazy <laughs> <laughs> it, like I it mean, just gets going
0: it always drives me crazy so. i know
1: i mean you know it's just that's
0: that's how it is you know I, I guess I uh, empathize, sympathize, identify with the hero of the piece. So I guess the devil fluid drives me crazy too. It doesn't. It doesn't, however, uh, like the uh, comic and and anime and and manga and everything. It doesn't, however, make me randy and want to like rip off chick's clothes or anything. So <laughs> I guess I guess people should be thankful for that much, right? Like, but it does annoy the hell out of me. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- like I said. I mean, I you know, I I, I don't know if I uh, uh, overshot the lead or whatever the phrase but like I, I I like this episode I mean I I, I know it's kind of weird like a scorpion doesn't have horns or whatever's going on or these claws and that's more of a bug or a beetle or whatever the hell it is but I mean I liked I like the look I mean the if it was straight up poisoning I think I'm cool with the villain plot I, I think the the hypnotism thing was a little weird I almost think it would be funny if maybe And maybe this is asking too much because they they never tend to wrap up the episode like the wrap ups are always very succinct, quick and almost forgetting half of what they set up. But like I almost kind of wish like maybe Hitori or somebody could have like, I don't know, done some wacky one up on those Japanese Karen's like like i don't know <laughs> something to be like we'll see so there you know like just something like or, or or that that somehow maybe the japanese karens would have gotten like scared away by blue water scorpion or something and they realize like oh you know or or even just like you know something like that where it comes to the point where they fucking apologize to ipe and the father and go oh thank you for busting your ass to to to, to roll out this fucking antidote which by the way jiro is just like hey make this antidote you know what i mean like come on man like like Like, like I I, there's that part of me that wishes, you know, something like that would have gone down either either they get either they get their comeuppance by uh, Hattori somehow or or that they realize that they were wrong and they they apologize or something. You think like in that, like like I could see it now in that culture where they they start bowing and they're like, you know, oh, we're so sorry, like we we effed up or whatever, like you think, but, you know. Anyway, we, we don't get that, and that would have given me a little more catharsis, closure, maybe, for that part of it. But otherwise, I, I really, really like this episode. I think it's fun and and you know, I, I enjoyed it. Same here. Cool. All right. Well, next episode. Brutality, purple rats poisonous fangs. More of this more of this poison shit. I don't know if they can keep the poison <laughs> train running. I don't know if we're gonna if, if if it's gonna be about I mean, this is this is rat fangs, so it's not as cool as, as skull weed. I guess. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, so if you've enjoyed listening to Toku Thursdays, of course, you can direct download the entire backlog of Toku Thursdays on uh, fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We can be found on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, slash X, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. We're on, you know, Instagram and Tumblr and all that good stuff. And we can be found, we're on Podbean, and you can either direct download the episodes of Toku Thursday on the blog spot, or you can find us on Podbean, and we apparently roll out to whatever podcatchers and streaming services that there are in the world. Or at least, you know, hopefully you can find us. If you can't, just go to one, type in Fan Holes podcast, type in Toku Thursdays, Kakita, something like that. You should be able to pull us up. So until the next time, this is gonna be Derek, Derek WC signing off.
1: And this is just signing off.
0: Boys can cry,
1: but not out loud. Men don't cry. They only get stronger.